brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Resolute, because it's Wednesday. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Pittsburgh Studio Number One, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the masses of patriots are beginning to assemble in the VFW, which is our chat room. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Thank you for choosing Cold War Radio from the Alpha Foxtrot Studio in Pittsburgh. 
Pennsylvania, the Cold War Radio Patron Hotline, 412-206-6208. The voicemail, 412-567-1460. Please visit SteelCityResistance.com. You can become a Cold War Radio patron there, uh, our lifeblood. And you can catch the research room, tons of material in there, the video two page with the videos of the audio clips we play on the program. If you'd like to write to the show, please write to SCRTV at live.com or write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 10433-370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, getting our Irish on, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it was a semi-decent day in Pittsburgh, so let me go across the county. No, how about just across the table and welcome Sal to the program. Hello, Sal. What's going on? Hey, Hutch. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? I am just fantastic, and guess what? I brought a little treat for Hutch and everyone. It was a nice, small pizza with some delightful pepperoni. And it had these. I call them like grease cups. That's the kind of that's the kind of pepperoni. It is oh, I love it, those little guys. When the pepperoni cooks, it causes grease to to accumulate in it. And I brought it in. I showed the presentation presentation to Hutch here, and he was delighted. I saw jackpot. Uh, you know, like the seven 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 were across his eyes, like you know on the lot on the pay line. And it looks like a fantastic pizza. It smelled delicious. I did not have a piece. I'll tell you, hey, it does look. Really a, a lot of people think we're nuts here, but you know, Pittsburgh's weird, man. It, there's something, there's something about it, and it's every bit as much as Philadelphia and New York when it comes to pizza around here. It, it does. I mean, it, it does. However, it's we, serious. Yeah, we do have a little bit of breaking news. Third time is not the charm for SpaceX. There was an explosion. Oh no! So the the Elon Musk's uh, prototype exploded after a soft landing it said third time was almost a charm was that manned it was not manned uh the that's test, always the key ingredient when it comes <laughs> to those things the test saw the the spacecraft fly up more than six miles and conduct a belly flop Ooh. maneuver before writing itself to land vertically with a slight tilt interesting stuff there it is i think the whole thing's interesting with uh the private sector becoming more involved in things like that. I think that's the future. I, I mean, the the massive federal government. I mean, I guess you can provide some high or some infrastructure and things like that. But uh, I think those days with the big projects like that, I think there has to be a public-private partnership. Even though that sounds like a Democrat uh, moniker, it's really not. Well, no, because it does help industry a lot of times. Innovations to industry come out of that type of thing where it actually helps all of us. That's true. And and when you have the private sector involved in it, uh, you have that profit margin worry. So you don't see ridiculous, dumb <laughs> expenditures like when it's strictly the federal government. I give you Afghanistan. Uh, I could tell you some stories about Afghanistan that are just, and it's not just there. It's anywhere we ever go. 
you know, you get these people, uh, they call them contracting officers in the military. They don't know what the hell they're doing. You know what I mean? They get a, a two-hour course or something like that. Now they're, boom, you're a contracting officer. And I'm sure the time frame is longer than that. But you're not, you're in the, in the tank with the wolves, man. I mean, these guys are trying to go after the money. And all they got standing in between them is some moron major, you know, with the, with the checkbook. And the sign-off sheet. So much more comfortable when the private sector is involved uh, when it comes to the outcome. As right, a, right, because the profit sector yeah. always is thinking of the profit motive. As they should. Yes. As they should, especially when it comes to taxpayer money. You know, and, and that rarely happens. So I thought of something uh, today, Sal, that I wanted to, you know, I, I was sitting there, I'm thinking, man, I got knocked off of Twitter. I, well, my whole thing was I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, please share the show on all these new media, social media platforms because I'm really not into it yet, and, and I'm not. And I started thinking about that, and I was like, you know, I think getting knocked off of Twitter was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I'm thinking about divine intervention. Believe it or not, you look at our side. And you look at how much time and how much productivity, I'll just speak for myself, that I wasted on that garbage to get pulled off of it and now not even want to go back on it says a lot. And I think we're the ultimate people benefiting from that. Yes, and there's you know there's alternatives popping up. But yes, when you value your time and you have a cesspool like that, it's not worth your time. It isn't worth the personal battles. It isn't worth what it's not worth what they're putting out there. And no. ultimately for for a platform like that, which is gonna implode eventually because they're banning just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah, they'll get around to you, lefties. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it's they're coming for you. Don't worry. There will there will be no sacred cows left in this. Uh, it, it, they're coming for you. Don't worry about it. They're coming for you. you. Don't think so right now, but they are. Oh yeah. But the thing is, is that there's two of us here that really aren't actively on it. And when they don't, when they have less active users, that hits them in the bottom line. No, it definitely does. And like you said, it's bound to implode. But I'm just glad that I'm not on it anymore. And I think of all the other people that I consider being intellectually uh, stand-up guys or people uh, are the same way. They're, they're in good shape by being off it. But anyway, that was that. Was that. I just thought of that, and it's like we got to turn something sour into something good. All right, so now during this segment of the program, I'm going to probably piss somebody out there off, but whatever. Um, as a lot of you know, I was a chief warrant officer in the Army, and one of the main reasons was because I didn't uh, – I didn't like everything about being a sergeant. One of the things I didn't like about being a sergeant was being up in everybody's business. You know, their family business, what they did at home, what they did off of, off base and things like that. And, and that wasn't me. I didn't like doing that. And that's one of the reasons uh, I focused my career on technical aspects. And I still ended up having to deal with a lot of people, just uh, more higher-ranking people. But... Uh, I didn't like having to deal with little personal things with people, right? And I'm getting ready to do that right now. I'm getting ready to put my my E8 stripes on. 
I might even put a diamond or a star in the middle and be the first sergeant or a sergeant major because I got something to say. And it involves American men. I've been traveling the last couple days, and it's been fun, and I'm going to talk about that in a second too, right after this. Uh, But in my travels, I have noticed it has become apparent to me, Sal, that a lot of our brother men are out there, and they think that this COVID bullshit is an excuse to look like a pig in public. And I don't like that, and it does not reflect well on me as your fellow American man when you get out of your car that hasn't been washed since COVID started, and neither has your damn hair, and it hasn't been clipped, you even noticed I had a haircut. That's, that's right. And there's a reason for that, because I'm a respectable American man, and so are a lot of these people, and we're never, ever going to get this country back looking like slobs like that. I'm just telling you, if you come up to me looking like a slob, I don't care if you're Donald J. Trump. I can't take you serious. I just can't. If you come up to me in a a bright fluorescent green clown suit, to me, that's what you are, a fluorescent green clown. If you got a matching hat and cane, you're worse. Well, that was one of the reasons why I went to West Virginia to get a haircut, because I didn't want to be looking like a clown. Right. And what you've seen them too. Yeah, yeah I've I, seen I'm, them too. I'm not talking as much about the flamboyance as the ones that have lacked in their personal hygiene. These are the ones I'm talking about. The guys that get out of their car. Number one, they're not even dressed in real clothes. They got them damn pajama pants on, you know, them sleepy pants or whatever you want to call them that I wear occasionally in the privacy of my own home late at night. But you don't go out to a supermarket or a department store or Walmart or whatever, dress like that, man. Well, I hope, Jack, I see you in the chat room. I hope that's not all your wardrobe, brother. Oh, no. I I, got to stay focused, so I'll just stay off the chat room for a second. Okay. But I I just got to say, we have to, we can't expect the rest of the world or the country to take us seriously if we look like children. And that's what it is. It's men dressed like children, and it pisses me off to no end. We have given up our forefathers' traditions in a lot of ways. Men, I'm talking about. It's your job to instill it. I don't care. You're the boss, man. Whether you like it or not, whether somebody, quote, unquote, allows you to be or not, in the hierarchy of human beings, you're the boss. And if you don't carry on the traditions, they're going to die. And if our traditions die, our country's going to die. You have to get up, get off your ass, go take a shower, shave your face, cut your hair, get some decent clothes. If you don't have any money, wash the ones you have and iron them if you have to. Put some polish on your shoes. God damn it, I'm tired of seeing these kids that are 50, 60 years old out there dressed in everything they own is sports. You know, the car they get out of, it's like, I don't know how to, I don't know where to go. I don't know if you've seen these people, but I've had enough of them. I have. I've had enough of them. You guys got to get your act together and and don't get mad. Just get clean. You know, I, I know we've all been under the weather. We've all been under the COVID myself included. And I know that there's been times when I was behind the power curve, when it came 
to be enthusiastic and whatnot, but that's over, man. We got to get back to work now. Now it's time to get back to being the leaders of the free world, not the leaders of Walmart, of the Walmart return section, for Christ's sake. I mean, it, it's out of control, man. It's got to end. Well, you know, some of this has actually gone over to more, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if you remember if when you were younger, when you went to church, you had to get dressed up. Sal, I had to get dressed up to go downtown. Right. Not and, just church. I right. had to get dressed well, up just, to go shopping at Gimbel's well, downtown. Well, a lot of that's gone now. I know it a is. A lot of it is gone. A lot of it's gone from our culture in that you see the pajama bottoms. I know. You see all the worst. You know the worst that you see that I see? The worst that I see is the differential between a man and a woman and a young couple. You look at a young couple, nine times out of ten, it looks like the woman's the only one with a job. She's the one that's dressed appropriately and nicely and well manicured and all that. And the guy's sitting there with a pair of shorts that goes down almost to his freaking ankles, and he's wearing some colorful BS shirt that goes down to his knees. He looks like a child. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And it's got a cartoon character on it. And guess who gets the check? Uh, <laughs> not him. Not him. We got a problem, folks. Well, I got a picture yesterday from one of my adult children. She was, said she was out, and she sent me a picture of this person, and it looked like the person that you were describing. Unbelievable. Didn't with it, the yeah. baseball hat. Well, not 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 necessarily with the, the unkept beard. Oh, just, yes. Yeah, Going just, all yeah, different which right. ways. Yeah, sloppy. The acne's not taken right. care of. And, right. You know, you don't want to get too close because you know it stanks. 
You know, all right, that's <laughs> I had to do. You ever just get that where you see you didn't have a show as long as me. When I get something built up like that, I save it for the show. All right, well, I'm going to save one. That, that's that's what I do, and, and I'll tell you, that was a big one to me today. I, I was out there because now I'm going on to the second part of this. Well, if you segment. here, let me just add a side then. Well, if, you all, if you see me, if when and if you do see me, eventually you probably will at some point in time. I always wear a hat, and there's a reason for that. It's to keep the sun off my head, and that's the big reason why I wear it. I wear it most of the time. I, there's not too much hair up there to protect myself from the sun. That's the reason why so I wear you, a hat. So you know what you do in that instance? Make sure you have a couple adult hats. I'm working on getting some classier hats. There's some down on the Strip District. I was down there last week, and I'm going down next weekend because I want a couple of them. I don't know how much they are, but you know they're cheap. It's the best the best hats made in China. I mean, yes, yes, in the sir. strip. But who cares, right? Well, there's a hat in our house that I like, but it's a fifty dollar hat and it's not mine. So <laughs> you might have to go spread some shekels around and and pick one up. But there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. It's something that we got to clean up collectively. And I know where it came from. It came from a generation or two of guys that dropped the ball, man. I mean, I'm one of them. I, I dropped the ball in several ways. One of them was both of my kids have tattoos from head to toe. Uh, they're both gainfully employed and married, but but the other one is I, I church, man. I never I never enforced a church edict like every generation before me did. And I'm not going to say completely because I sent them to Catholic school. So there was some built-in church, but it was painless for me because it happened in school. It didn't happen, and I didn't have to deal with it. And I I, I feel guilty about that. And we got to regroup. But you know, you, I told you I've been traveling around. These churches are closed, man. They're boarded up, a lot of them. A, a lot, a of, lot them. of big million-dollar buildings, man. Yeah, a lot of them are drive-up drive service. I don't know if you know that. You have to, they're drive, you're not allowed to go actually in the building. You're, they're having service in the parking lot. Jesus. Well, all right, so that's uh, – I wanted to know. I asked Ward this question on Monday. Just what's your – you know, we had CPAC, and that's not what the question's about. But in general, this week as opposed to last month, how do you feel your outlook toward everything? You know, uh, I don't want to tell you my answer because I don't want to affect yours. But. Well, here's what I see. I see that we have a president asterisk. I like that one who is trying to go out of his way to really make us second in everything or last. Is that, I think, in my opinion, it's going to be a lasting thing that is going to get people to get out there and make a change. I've noticed that I, I, I think people are starting to now wake up of realizing exactly what has happened and who they elected or who was elected. I don't know who they elected it or who was elected and who's now in charge and what they're actually seeking and what this agenda now is all about. However, with all that said, this horrible agenda, I think people are now really opening their eyes up to to possibly having a, a shift in 2022 and beyond. So I'm optimistic. However, we have to continue to stay active in our local politics and the people that we know and the circles that we know. The one thing that I noticed, and I, uh, there was a local event near my area where they did a petition signing okay. and they invented, they invited as many people as possible, even from outside that particular township. 
I don't know if anyone will give you a little sketch here. There's a lot of townships here and a lot of mini governments within county governments within state government. It's there's so many layers here. So there's a lot of committees. But the one thing that I did see is they sent an email chain around. They didn't BCC everyone. They put everyone's name that signed that petition out in the email or signed the petition. That's good. So they can can collaborate with each other. Right. Right. And that's the thing that we need to start doing is collaborating together, even though you might not totally agree with the GOP and the structure and what they're all about. Right. However, we've got to unify. And I saw that as, as something promising. Good, and we can start by getting our damn haircut. You know, if you're going to get involved in something like this, have some pride and get out there and have the people take you seriously. Uh, And that's what it's all about. It it just is. And I feel the same way. I feel that we're getting to a point where uh, my, I'll tell you, the last couple days, especially today, I must have been standing outside for two hours a day talking to different neighbors, walking by, and everybody's had enough. They've had enough of this of this ridiculous quarantine. You look at the lines are being drawn. The country, half the country is opening up. And the lines are being drawn between slave states and free states. And you can say whatever you want about that. But let me tell you, if you live and tolerate life in a slave state and you have children or grandchildren, they are screwed because they are at least one year behind the children in Florida and Alabama and Mississippi and everywhere else, and they're going to get left behind. And you can stay in your welfare slave state, and they can uh, you know, get their sustenance from the government, I guess. And the other thing that I heard today interesting, out of potentially out of Georgia, is maybe it's someone who's going to be running. Warnock's going to be up for re-election shortly. And I heard Thomas the name. Purdue doesn't get on. Right. I heard the interesting name of Herschel Walker. Oh, that might work. It might work. That's a, that's a, a famous but, guy in Georgia. Right, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I heard he's a resident of Texas. So that's going to have to change he is, first. He is. If he's going to want to But he to played at Georgia. So. That's right. I mean, he's a bulldog through and through. So that is an interesting name that I heard. And I, and, and that would be, I really think that we need those types of people who can bring... No, I agree. Has to, name recognition, right. money. And, you know, the other thing is, I hate to have to say that, but it's true. You either have money or you owe somebody. One or the other. Right. You know, Herschel Walker, I'll tell you <laughs> how old I am. I remember watching him play college ball when I was a private in the Army at Fort Benning. So that was that was a long time ago. That was like the first year. Well, he probably could still play at this point in time. The guy's in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he's a, pal, he's a buddy of Glenn Beck. Uh, I know he lives right near him. Uh, so that's true. So anyway, like I said, the outlook, I think, you know, my, my neighbor's telling me that Manchin is, is talking about going GOP. And I'm thinking, I don't want Manchin as in the GOP. We got enough Manchins in the GOP already. But at any rate, my point is, I think it's time for Republican serious ones. Not not Ron Johnson like you're going to hear about in a minute. Not, not people like that, but serious people like uh, Jim Jordan and, and, you know, people that you know are out for the country's well-being, need to start getting in these Democrats' faces in private and say, look, man, are you really going to support the FBI doing this? Are you really going to support the administration stopping funding to stop child trafficking? I mean, there's things that they can use to, on a personal human level to turn some of these Democrats out, and I think that's the answer. I think we fracture that party. It should be easy to do.
Are you really going to support the the attacks against the Second Amendment? No. Are That's what really, I mean. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I mean. And, and and that one might be a tricky tricky one. I think most of them have sold their souls on that one just by previous vote counts. Uh, but there's other things. There's gross things that they can talk about. They can talk about uh, what's his name, Buck, in Adam Schiff's district. You know, the big fundraiser for Adam Schiff killing little black guys. Little black guys killing young black homosexuals, drug addicts. Three of them. He's got three bodies on him. Ed Buck, and he's freaking Adam Schiff's biggest fundraiser. You can't do something with that, Jim Jordan. You know, come on, man. You guys need to get out there and fight. And I think that's how you start. I think you start putting these guys out there for what they are. And the other thing, you're right, and you got to unify the party. You have to unify the party. We can't. We have to get all together. And that list that Trump put out the other day, excellent. They all need to go. Yes, I agree. Meet as soon as possible, especially the ones like Liz Cheney. I mean, not Kinzinger. Kinzinger too. Kinzinger is a freaking army air force officer. Uh, what a, what a slug! I mean, this guy. He knows what he said is wrong. You know, unless maybe he resigned his commission. I don't know. You know, if he did that, then that's different. But he still holds a commission in the United States Air Force going against the commander-in-chief like that. He should be defrocked, as should all the generals that did it. General Milley should be out with no retirement for what he did to the president of the United States. You know, and the rest of them, it's, it's no different. And it's no different for law enforcement. Uh, but, of course, we have cultural wars going on at the same time trying to demoralize everybody. You've got an attack on women's sports. It continues as the Washington football team ditches their cheerleaders for gender-inclusive dancers because that's what football fans want to see. They want to see guys dancing around in tights. I don't think so. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is this is cowardice at the stupid level. I, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, maybe they know something we don't. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, and uh, I'm not saying that there's not people – that want to see guys dancing around in tights. They're just not football fans. <laughs> there may be other type of fans. They might be they might be rooting for something else. Or they're probably watching the game to see them them butt slaps, you know, coming off the field and whatnot. But I don't know. To me that's to me that's dangerous. It's it's just something that's not worth wasting your time. And they hired this consultant to do this. I mean, you read the article and it's like uh, it's way too they're spending way too much energy on a failure. I mean, that's like, that's like opening a barbecue store in Pittsburgh. There's 50 of them and 50 of them failed. You know, I don't know one that hasn't failed. You know, you, you, you try to bring, well, the next complaint is going to be the male dancers are paid higher than the female dancers. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or either that, or are they really female dancers? Hey, those are pretty big girls out there. (laughs) Adam's apples are popping out there. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, we might not be able to call them girls. The you Washington football team. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was talking. I was having a conversation uh, with some neighbors today, like I alluded to earlier. We were talking about the boys club. Uh, I was a proud member of the Shadyside Boys Club, which is now the Shadyside LGBTIEIO club, the boys and girls or whatever. Uh, and I was talking to these people, and they're a little bit older than me, and their daughter uh, had gone to the club, too. Uh, and played basketball. Uh, when I was there, there was no girls. There was girls in the swimming pool, and that was it. You know, they weren't part of. They didn't have girls basketball or anything like that. It was a 
Boys Club. And it was an awesome place to get raised, and it was a tough place to get raised. You couldn't go in there. You wouldn't come out a punk. Let's put it that way. I mean, it wasn't like jail, but you were going to get in some arguments. You were going to get in some, and some of them were almost set up. You know, it was to, it was to teach you how to deal with, with life and how to deal with uh, little white kids and little black kids, and that was about it back when I was a kid. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of other diversity other than that, uh, but it was enough, and it was a great experience. I had friends to this day from that, but uh, we were talking, and I said that, you know, I used to go to the day camp. They had a day camp in the summertime, and I went to every one for years. I said, but it probably wouldn't work now because – we had the Comanches and the Seminole Uh-oh. and the Seneca Uh-oh. and we had the Apache Uh-oh. and the Crow. And then it was like, no. Wow, that's, that's all canceled. <laughs> Goodbye. What Never going to happen. What a shame. Uh, all right. So I got a, I got a clip here I, I want to play. And this first, let me, let me start this out by just so everybody remembers uh, what the GOP elites, and which are really uniparty. Elites. There's no difference between Rick White and Joe Biden, really. University. Right. Also, he doesn't or really Don say that Lamont. you couldn't identify Ukraine on a map. He insinuates it's just a pet, it, it's just a petty attempt to put her down, right? Do, do, is that what this is? Of course. Of course. It, it, it's, it's a, it's, he's just trying to demean her, and it, obviously it's false. And look, he also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience, uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald that's Trump. That's us. Um, the boomer you know, wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one in there. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading, you know, your geography, knowing other countries. This guy still washes his feet when he goes inside. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by, oh my god! But, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. But you know, but. All right, so you get the point. I mean, this is this is what they really feel about all of us. They really do. They, they really think that Donald Trump, a developer extraordinaire, never looked at a map. That would kind of be contradictory to what he does. Uh, but you know they're they're the ones that know, I guess. Well, they're just appealing to their the core watchers there, or the, all the ten people that are watching there, and everyone on Twitter. I think that guy worked on John McCain's campaign. I mean, that's a Republican strategist that was talking. Well, that's sad. Then. I know it's true though. All right, let's listen to Joe Biden. Uh, you'll notice how they always look to the South with this thing. These Northeastern liberals. I mean, Joe Biden's part of the Axela crowd. I mean, he, he takes uh, Amtrak and everything. I guess he did. Uh, but let's listen to him and what he thinks uh, about Texas and the free state's opening. Message to Texas and Mississippi. Texas and Mississippi. I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. 
Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. These masks make a difference. <laughs> we are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because Damn, of the way powerful. in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that Neanderthal. in the meantime everything's fine, take off your mask, forget it. It still matters. I carry a card to me, I don't have it, I put it on my desk. As of last as of yesterday, we had lost five hundred eleven thousand eight hundred and seventy-four Americans. We're going to lose thousands more. This will not occur. We'll not have everybody vaccinated until sometime in the summer. We have the vaccine to do it. Getting a shot in someone's arm and getting a second shot, you're going to take time. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. Wash your hands. <laughs> Hot water. Do it frequently. Wear a mask and stay socially distanced. This guy. And uh, I know you all know that. I wish the heck some of our elected officials knew it. So thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I don't. I don't know where to go. I mean, this guy. He's. Well, the other thing is too. You know, if you read the governor's statement here, and I'll read it to him. If the virus hospitalizations any of the twenty-two hospital regions in Texas get above fifteen percent of the hospital bed capacity. In that reason, for seven straight days, a county judge in that region may issue mitigation strategies. However, county judges may not impose jail time for not following orders, nor may any penalties be imposed for failing to wear a face mask. Good. If restrictions are imposed at a county level, those restrictions may not include reducing capacity to less than 50% for any type of entity. So it, they do have a strategy in place. It isn't going to be a free fall. It's effective next week. They want to open their state for business. Let's see how it goes. And you know, the other thing too, is before we go any, any further on this, you know, we got to stop. You got to look at facts. He just told you 500,000 people died. You know how many people die in the United States every year? Over 2 million. If you look at the statistics right now, the CDC statistics, you will find a dramatic drop in everything that's killed Americans for the last 20 years. And you'll see this spike. 
of COVID. So what's that tell you? I mean, you can listen. I'm going to tell you right now. In Allegheny County, where I live and where I listen to the police radio every single day, they're inventing COVID. You know how they're doing it? They're saying, doesn't pass COVID screening due to symptoms. If you have any symptom that is associated with COVID, and that's cough, that's so many different symptoms. If you display any of those symptoms, Allegheny County tells the first responders you have COVID. Well, let's go over the top two causes of death in the United States. Number one, heart disease. That's sure. over 650,000 per year. Right. How Number, many this year? Uh, I don't know. I have, this, is, this is 1999. Right. I'm, I'm just or telling 2019 you. statistics. Excuse me. Cancer, five, almost 600,000. Yeah. So there you go. Between those two. And before, if you looked between the two, they, they lumped them together at the CDC. Uh, pneumonia. Hold on. Uh, influenza and and pneumonia-like symptoms. Those diseases right there, two and a half million every single year of the Obama administration. I brought it out. I put it out in the chat room. I put it online, and we're screwing around with 500,000 and some dude with dementia that can't even get his words out saying that I got to wear a mask. Kiss my ass. And the science, if you look at the science, masks don't prevent anything unless you really have some type of <laughs> surgical mask. Right. N- not, you know, not these paper or it's cloth nuts. masks. Those that, you know, if you want to follow the science, those don't go work. get a, go get in a, a fully encapsulated suit, get a Tyvek suit with the boots and the gloves and the air pack and everything and else tape, and duct- get the hell out of my neighborhood. Right. Duct tape your duct yeah. tape, your uh, ankles and your wrists. Exactly. I was, I was a radiation protection officer. I know I've been in all that. But anyway, that, that's the other thing I wanted to say. Ladies and gentlemen, and, and I have friends that are really worried about this. They're afraid. And I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing you. And I'm not telling you that you should do anything that you're not comfortable doing. But I would ask everybody else to think about something. They say follow the science. Have you ever heard of anything scientific that if you get vaccinated— you still got to wear the mask and you still got to do everything if you didn't get vaccinated. But you're going to go get vaccinated anyway. You're dumb. The elite's dumb. You know, that's all I got to say about that. That's like, that's like federal government union members that pay union dues and they're not allowed to strike. I mean, that's dumb. I'm sorry. They have to cover you anyway. But whatever. But if you are, if you have been vaccinated or if you have already had COVID and you're over 50, you probably had enough education in America to know that you have the antibodies to fight another bout of it. Now, I don't know, under 50, I don't know. I don't know what they teach these people. You know, I, they may or may not know. I don't know either, but who cares about all that stuff? You should have the right to do what you want to do when you want to do I it. I agree with that. I'm just appealing to people like that. Please consider taking your mask off because the longer you wear your mask, the longer I got to wear my freaking mask. And if you feel intelligently safe about it, don't let your emotions determine what you do. Take your mask off. Let's all take our masks off. And if there's a few people that are really deathly afraid, that's cool. But don't wear it just because Joe's wearing it, you know, or just because Karen 
is going to get on your case about it. And guess what? If you don't want to be around people, stay inside yourself. Don't. Tenfold. Right. Do that. So anyway, that's that's enough of that. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, that, that's that's one of the blessings of doing this show is that I got a place to blow off steam. And I mean that, man. If this show, I, and I hope that some of the people that are along for the ride during this COVID, I hope we've helped you get through this. And it's probably, <laughs> I don't know if we have or not, but I hope we have uh, because it's been a, a blessing for me. I'll say that. Uh, just with everything that's going on, for me to be able to bounce back and get back in the saddle again and to have you guys all standing by the staff and to have the listeners responding. And, I mean, it's uh, it's really humbling, and it's uh, it's a therapy for me. Yeah, and uh, it's also we're trying to, you know, expose the truth here, not the lies that you're hearing. Because there's so many. Everywhere. I know. It's continuous. Now, I, I mentioned Senator Ron Johnson earlier. Uh, today, he was in a hearing. You know how much I value Senate hearings, not very much. Uh, but he was talking to a FBI counterterrorism official, Jill Sanborn. Now, I, wa- I want you to listen to this clip, Sal, and ladies and gentlemen. And I want to see if you get the vibe. I don't think the GOP knows what time it is. I really don't. I think the professionals like Ron Johnson from, I think he's from Wisconsin, that have been in office for 700 years, I don't think they get it. I don't think they realize they're about ready to be thrown out on their ass. Uh, And the narrative that they refuse to shoot down, that white supremacist started this capital thing, is beyond repugnant. Um, I didn't see any evidence at all of anybody that's white supremacist. You know, they come on... Ron Johnson, top top Republican, comes on and quotes the Proud Boys like they're white supremacists. And they're not white supremacists, and he is a top GOP senator. Our problem is in the Senate, Sal. That's where our main problem is. I want you to listen to him get the FBI agent to say that there was no guns. But I want you to listen to his commentary and see where you think he's going with some of that, because I find it absolutely repugnant. How many firearms were uh, confiscated uh, in the Capitol or, or on Capitol grounds during that day? To my knowledge, we have not recovered any on that day from any other arrests at the scene at this point. But I don't want to speak on behalf of Metro and Capitol Police, okay. but to my knowledge, none. So n- nobody's been charged with an actual firearm weapon in the Capitol or on Capitol grounds? Correct. The closest we came was the vehicle that uh, had the Molotov cocktails in it, and when we did a search of that vehicle later on, there was a weapon. But How, how many shots were fired that we know of? I believe the only shots that were fired were the ones that resulted in the death of the um, one lady. Okay. I listen to well, this. again, I, I appreciate the, the chair's comments about uh, a bipartisan, nonpartisan uh, investigation here, seeking out the truth. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, cognizant of how it was, I was reacted to by offering an eyewitness account at the last hearing, I'll risk entering another piece of uh, a reporting into the record. This is from the New York Times. Hopefully that'll be viewed more favorably. Uh, the title is uh, A Small Group of Militants Outsized Role in the Capitol Attack. In that report, uh, it says federal prosecutors have said members of the Oath Keepers Militia Group planned and organized their attack and, quote, 
put into motion the violence that overwhelmed the Capitol. The, the reason I'm entering this in the record and read that quote is that it really does seem to align with the uh, eyewitness account that I uh, read parts, portions of in the record uh, last week. Uh, no conspiracy theory, just an eyewitness account from a, a knowledgeable observer. I didn't get to the point of the actual attack, and I want to just read a couple excerpts. Uh, this is the title, Provocateurs Turn Unsuspecting Marches into an Invading Mob. And again, these provocateurs are primarily white supremacist groups. Primarily white supremacist groups. He said the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers are a group of former and current veterans and law enforcement officers that took an oath to the Constitution. And GOP Senator Ron Johnson just spoke at a session in the Senate in front of the FBI that those people are white supremacists and he ought to be kicked out of office for saying that. Let's listen to the rest. Then a loud bellowing shout from behind, quote, forward, do not retreat, forward. Then two other men standing across from one another on the high granite curbs on either side of the footpath belled variations of forward, do not dare retreat. Some made direct eye contact with people and pointed directly at them as if trying to psych them into submitting. A third man standing on a chair also... You talk about a bullshit witness. I mean, he's saying all the right things. This guy's a plant. The guy that, that he's quoting, I mean, who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. Shouting forward, reached, forward, reached down yeah, and grabbed right. me by the shoulder and barked, don't retreat, get back up there. It wasn't an expression of enthusiasm or solidarity. It sounded like a military order. <laughs> and it wasn't from, from a wild-eyed kid. This guy was probably in his 50s. He looked furious. GOP senator, nobody, nobody seemed to wear the Capitol was physically under attack. The tear gas caused pandemonium. But there was still no stampede, and people helped create or widen paths to allow others to leave the area. Capital under attack. The FBI counterintelligence, counterterrorism expert said there were zero weapons confiscated. Yeah. Then from the north, a column of uniformed, agile younger men walked briskly, single file toward the inaugural stand. They came from, they came within two feet of me. Their camouflage uniforms were clean, neat, and with a pattern I couldn't identify. These were the disciplined uniform column of tactors I had seen. Uh, there were a good three dozen of them moving in a single snake-like formation. <laughs> they were organized, they were disciplined, they were prepared. We're taking the Capitol, the first or second announced. You're going to get arrested, someone called. Ms. Sanborn, is that kind of, does that tie into with what you're uncovering as you investigate exactly what happened in the Capitol that day, that you had these armed militia groups that had conspired and organized to be there, maybe dozens, we don't know how many, but that, that they were organized and knew how to use the mob to storm the Capitol. Is, is that kind of what you're seeing? We definitely so far are seeing a mixture of that, absolutely. We're seeing people that got caught up in the moment, got caught up in the you know, sort of the energy, et cetera, um, and made their way into the Capitol, and those are probably the ones that you're seeing the charges simply of trespassing. And then we're definitely seeing that portion that you're pointing out, which is small groups and cells now being charged with conspiracy that coalesced either on site or even days or weeks prior, and had sort of an intent that day, and they, too, probably caught people. I mean, does that give you a nice warm and fuzzy about the GOP and the FBI? uh, Did they ask each one, are you a white supremacist, or check this box off? I mean, it's so, for him to say that, it's like, you know, the the thing that that really angers me is this is the same as if he would have stood up and said it was all black people. But nobody cares when he says it this way, and that's the part... 
I mean, this guy's well, no, supposed to be they, on they, our they, side. They do the 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 other side's licking their chops when they hear that. They're, oh, I agree. That's cry, my point. They're crying with joys a tear. That, yes, that's my point. It's the this white Ron Johnson it's is the a white moron. supremacist that did this. And there's no white supremacist group in the United States. At least I've never seen them. I've I know people that are like that. Not you know. I don't even know if I do anymore. But the point is is this is all fake. It's all a fraud, and that's one of the most powerful senators that's on our side. And he's saying that the Oath Keepers, which is probably 100% conservatives, are white supremacists. And they insinuated that this uniformed group of disciplined people were not Antifa. And that's the part that really pisses me off. The, The FBI will not even begin to look at Antifa. We have an exclusive update. New information on the FBI taking possession of ballots in Georgia in early January and ordering them destroyed with a shredder. This is by Joe Hoft and was published today. The Gateway Pundit reported on January 9th that the FBI in Georgia stepped in and shut down the forensic analysis of shredded ballots took the ballots away from the forensic team and brought them back to the shredder to destroy the evidence. Today we have more on this report. This story was first reported by Patrick Byrne, the former CEO of Overstock.com. He reported on Twitter that the deep state was stealing... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Evidence in Georgia related to the 2020 election. Update on Georgia ballots. Department of Homeland Security had been trying to move forward this week. Two days ago, FBI jumped in claiming jurisdiction. Yesterday, 3 p.m., FBI took control of shredding truck and materials. Directed they be returned to shredding operation and the shredding job completed. Patrick Byrne. Uh, We reported this back on January 9th. We have more information regarding this incident from individuals with knowledge of the events. This all started when a shredding company was hired to come in and shred election material. When the truck arrived at the scene, the material asked to be shredded turned out to be ballots and other official records from the 2020 election. The company began shredding the material into little balls which are basically impossible to piece back together once they are shredded in that manner. After the shredder operator obtained the materials to shred, he noticed something unusual and eventually connected with members of the Trump team who were in Georgia at that time. He explained the situation 
and brought the material to this Trump-related group. This group of individuals who were connected to the investigation to uncover the 2020 election fraud immediately began sifting through what was not yet fully destroyed. They reportedly found shipment transit receipts linked to China, ballots, and other sensitive information related to the 2020 election. Uh, A local DHS investigator was also invited to review the material. When the China information was found, the information was immediately shared with the Trump White House and the the Department of Homeland Security in D.C. One of our sources believes it was the DHS in Washington that then notified the FBI uh, about the situation. Within a short period of time, the local DHS investigator was pulled off the case by a very senior individual within the DHS. Soon thereafter, the FBI showed up and ordered the investigation to be shut down. The FBI demanded that they had jurisdiction over the review of these ballots in Georgia. They took control of the shredding truck and materials and demanded the shredding operation be completed. Fortunately, there were photos taken of some of the information found in the shredded material before the FBI ordered it destroyed. Uh, Sal, I got to say, I I have completely, and I'm not finished yet, I've completely lost faith in the FBI. And it's interesting, uh, in this city, the FBI building and the Department of Homeland Security building are right next to each other. Yeah, and if this story is true, this should scare every single one of us. And this is what I meant when I said this is what you take to the Democrat side. And you tell the Democrat, do you think you're going to be in charge from now on? There'll be a war before that happens. That's not going to happen. You pack the courts and you do all this stuff with the states that you say you're going to do, and you think 80 million people are just going to let it happen? Maybe this year, but you better check history. You better check American history. Yeah, it's it. if this is true, this should not ever happen again. It sounds like evidence was clearly destroyed. It's gone now. We can't now. It's just hard to prove anything other than the photos uh, and individual reports. But are we gonna are we gonna hear about that? Are we gonna hear more about that? I I don't know. Not if it, you know. The, the thing is, is is and and I I continuously look back on my naivety. However you say that word, with Ward and I when. I knew for sure Eric Holder was going to prison. I knew it. There was dead bodies, man. There's a dead agent. Brian Terry was shot in the face. I knew it was going to happen, and nothing ever happened. And and once that happened. It seems like nothing ever happened. And once that happened, the DOJ and the FBI. The FBI has been terrible for years. And I think a lot of it has to do with the mafia. I think these guys like Joe Pistone and there's several other ones get into these roles and all of a sudden they think they're the mob. And you look at what happens with these fake-ass people. They're not even good at what they do. Normal people like us caught them. You know, ABC and NBC, they didn't catch them. The Drudge Report caught them and Breitbart caught them and and we caught them. You know, they're not even good at what they do. Every single terrorist attack, I want you to think back. Every terrorist attack that's happened to this country, the FBI had them on their radar. Doesn't that sound familiar? It does, and they didn't do anything about it. Nothing. Nothing. You know, and you look at 
back in Boston and you look at Whitey Bulger and how many people were murdered because the FBI was in bed with Whitey Bulger against the Italian mob. Whitey Bulger, who killed more people than the Italian mob in that area, was giving them the mob guys one at a time. One Italian dude at a time. Boom. Prison. Boom. Prison. That's why they killed him in West Virginia. The well, other. A, sec, a Trump second term, should he address the FBI? Should that be one of his priorities? Not directly. He should address the whole DOJ. And yes, and there's gonna you're going to hear a clip on what some people uh, at Judicial Watch feel ought to happen, and I agree with them, uh, but I'm going to save that because it's a beautiful clip. There's actually two of them. But, uh, so I'm not even going to, should I go here? Uh, yeah, we can go on this one. Uh, this is another reason. Let's, let's, let's go again. FBI Director Chris Ray, who's still in office, by the way, uh, testified before the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday in his first, and they have Republicans on that committee, by the way, Sal, just wanted you to know that. In his first testimony since the U.S. Capitol riot on January 6th, Ray told the Senate today the riot in the U.S. Capitol was domestic terrorism. Chris Ray also, I mean, I don't know how it is when the only people that died died at the hands of the government, but Chris Ray also said, (laughs) all caps, there was no evidence of fake Trump supporters present at the U.S. Capitol that day. A clear lie, which we've showed you the pictures. You've seen them. Antifa was there. Antifa did all the violence, 100%. Uh, Chris Ray said the FBI was still investigating the cause of Officer Sicknick's death, despite reports that he suffered a stroke and not a beating. They're not even, you know, coming to grips with the real truth that's documented. They're in, they're in Joe Biden land, Sal. They're not even in reality. The Senate Republicans, they gave... Chris Ray, a pass. Well, uh, it goes back again. They, if they had supposedly, if they had this intelligence, why didn't they do anything about it? What, what were they doing? What the hell were they doing? Why are they still there? I mean, this is what was disappointing about the Senate Republicans, worthless oxygen thieves. There were no questions, not one on Ashley Babbitt, the woman who was gunned down in cold blood by a Capitol Police lieutenant. He shot her in the face with her hands at her side, Sal. I saw it. There were no questions about the Trump supporters sitting in prison for trespassing in the U.S. Capitol. They're still there. There were no questions on the isolation and torture of the Capitol Hill protesters. No one asked about reports that Trump supporters were planning on bombing the U.S. Capitol. No one asked about the terrorist who planted bombs at the Republican and Democrat Party headquarters in Washington, D.C. Dozens of Trump supporters are still being held without bail. Dozens or more Trump supporters are being harassed at airports for attending the Trump rally in January. This was right after it, I imagine. I don't know what this is, but they showed a picture of him. The Horn Shaman. 
You ever heard of him? I, I have heard of him. Cool. Let me tell you what happened, and you can explain who he is. The Horn Shaman was transferred to Washington, D.C. for walking through the Capitol and sitting in the House chamber. He is being held without bond. And he was the helmet-wearing protester in the uh, event on January 6th. And he is actually, I think, related to a uh, judge and has been, uh, you know, he's been identified and he's, you know, he said he wanted to return to the Capitol. Um, He's... He's actually, and now that I see this, and now that it's coming back into my head, he's actually uh, part of QAnon, and he says that he can raise large sums of money to get to, to, to travel and such. And he was supposedly one of the first people inside the Capitol. Uh, Capitol Police report says he made his way into the halls of the Senate and the Senate chamber with the minutes of the rioters breaching the building. So he's, I, I, I don't know if you want to call him a leader, but he has some horns on his head, and he was one of the ones that broke into the Capitol. From what I'm reading, he didn't assault anyone. He wasn't violent. He just uh, wanted to, 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 unfortunately, break into the Capitol and trespass, from what I can see. And, I mean, on our side, we have these people that like to wear costumes. I mean, there's like... Guys in tri-corner hats and stuff all the time. Right, and he's the same person who is getting organic food in prison. Okay. Because right. he, uh, if, he, if, he, <laughs> if he doesn't, he gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food. Okay, if you say so. But uh, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Cold War Radio with Hutch Bailey Jr. and Sal on my right wing. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. One American News Network. Your leading source for the latest breaking national and international news. With nearly four times as many headlines as the other networks. Straight news. No speculation. No opinion. Just the facts. Complete coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One American News Network. Your source for credible news. representative republic not a democracy cold war radio celebrates and defends this monday wednesday and friday 8 to 10 p.m eastern i'm hutch bailey jr your host ward sal and jack are my wingmen and your live calls let it all make sense join us cold war radio live on spreaker and forever on all podcast platforms The very First Amendment in the Constitution of the United States of America gives us the freedom to express our opinions and ideas in many ways. Speech can be weak, speech can be strong. Speech can be words, speech can be song. Speech can breed love, speech can breed hate. Speech can be poor, speech can be great. There are so many things that speech can be, but above all else, speech must be free. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. The President of the United States takes pleasure in presenting the Silver Star Medal to Richard Gent, Specialist, United States Army, for exceptionally glorious conduct in the face of the enemy as a Humvee gunner for Bravo Troop, 1st Battalion, 104th Cavalry Regiment, 28th Infantry Division, 1st Battalion, 172nd Armor, Camp Ramadi, Iraq, during combat operations in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. 
on 1 March 2006 while on patrol. Specialist Gent was the first to notice the dismounted attack on a bridge and subsequently alerted the crew when he yelled grenade. Before being able to traverse the machine gun to engage the insurgent assault force, Specialist Gent was ejected from the turret of his Humvee by the blast force of the grenade hurled at his vehicle. The blast left him the only soldier capable of continuing the fight with the vehicle commander severely wounded and the driver killed instantly. Initially dazed and having sustained wounds to his face, back, and extremities, Specialist Gent quickly regained situational awareness and recognized and sized up the threat at hand. Demonstrating great courage and intrepidity of action, Specialist Gent drew his 9mm pistol, having been ejected from the vehicle without his M4 carbine, and engaged the insurgent forces that had attacked his Humvee. Specialist Gent charged the insurgents and drove them away from the observation post without any benefit of cover and concealment. He held his ground, expending nearly all of his ammunition until relieved by elements of his platoon, which had been patrolling MSR Mobile. Specialist Gent's heroism and bravery under enemy fire was directly responsible for preventing the annihilation of his crew and the breakup of a complex enemy attack against his position. Hometown, Rochester, New Hampshire. Personal Awards, Silver Star, War on Terrorism, and Purple Heart. Specialist Gent, job well done, and God bless America. Off my head, Sergeant Major, last night. <laughs> Bounced off your head. Yeah, I was up on the 50 cal and the Humvee went over a berm, Sergeant Major. That Kevlar wasn't yours to lose! That was the property of this United States Marine Corps! Belong to every Marine! Goes over the bump, Kevlar goes flying up paid, and our protective posture is weak. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, sir, Major. And get up off of your ass and get your hair cut, boy. Long hair freak. I'm telling you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Pittsburgh Studio Number One, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. All right, we made it through the first segment of the program, Sal. I got Sal here on my right flank uh, in studio today for the third time in a row. You're kind of getting used to it over there. Yeah, and I have a little sto- it's story time with Sal right story now. Story time Are we ready? with Sal. Well, Are we ready? Let, let's see if the audience is ready. They're ready. Here we go. I do not like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your son on blow. I do not like you, Mr. Joe. That's story time with Sal. Thank you. Story time with Sal. I like that. That we might have, that might have to stick. Uh, we'll, if it, if it ends up up there, you see that the this blank space next to Wednesday. I think story time with Sal could be okay. uh, how about we go with it that, right. that was it a doesn't short... have to be one of those limericks or whatever that's called uh, no i just that just pop, that, that just that just popped up right now it I, could be i just i just got a happy birthday okay from a family member cat in a hat little green and eggs I, and ham yeah i got a little cat in a hat yep yep yeah, so that right. was i thought it was appropriate and and i just went with it so well, that's, that's my story we, and we appreciate that we we truly do ladies and gentlemen 412-206-6208 if you would like to participate in the program, I'd like to hear uh, about the FBI. I really, I really think that our current situation with the FBI, Sal, is unacceptable in America. To have a federal government law enforcement agency with tanks and with access to everything in the military. You'll remember uh, Waco. They had M88A1s. They had CEVs combat engineer vehicles, they had Bradley fighting vehicles, unacceptable for a police agency to be politically bound to the communist left and allowed to operate in the United States of America. It has to end, well, or we're going to end. Here's the other question. When are the forces, when are when is the military going to leave the capital? Uh, indeed. Never? I, I know. And this is, this is uh, that's easier to mitigate than having this secret police. To having this Gestapo that's out there, which is what they are. That's what the FBI is right now. They will take your, they'll come here and take my ass to jail. If, if I'm gone, if I leave one day and you, you go to tune in the show and I'm not on here, I got it, Sal, but I'm uh, not okay. on here. Hold on. You can oh. guarantee the FBI had something to do with it. Yeah, I, I got it. And, and, I, and they're on 33rd Street in East Carson. And and that's where uh, we're at. Let's go to the phones, and let's welcome Marlene to the program. Good evening, Marlene. Hello, Hutch. Hello, Sal. Uh, speaking of Dr. Seuss, I took the link in the chat earlier, but uh, this guy's caved. They caved. Everybody's caving. I know, and they did too, and that pisses me off because I'm sure you did. When I was a little kid, I absolutely loved Dr. Seuss. I, I do, love I still those do. Books. Me too. Fantastic. 
I mean, there was, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. There was a bunch of them. A.A. Milne, remember that? The, the wild, what was it called? Yeah. The wild thing or something? Wild Kingdom or the wild, something? Where the wild... Where, yeah, where, where the wild, wild things, things are. are. Yeah, that was one of the best. Yeah, that was, I love that, that one would scare you. That, that one would scare you. It scared me. I loved it. <laughs> well, you live in Oregon. You know, so that's, so anyway, so what do you think about the FBI? I mean, do they do they have you uh, concerned because at all? Basically, um, I think the FBI has gone to hell in a handbasket, or if not, they're getting there pretty damn quickly. I don't like them. I don't trust them. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't we either. Sh- I, I think that any Republican that is not talking about this is worthless to me. How can we ever expect to win another yeah. election when the police are on the Democrat side? When the exactly. federal police, and the FBI are on the Democrat side too. At least that's my po- that's who that's who I'm calling the police. The FBI yeah. is the police, and mm-hmm. they are, and they're more than the police. The mm-hmm. FBI has combat vehicles. I mean, so does some police uh, police departments, but every the FBI has access to everything. They're a Gestapo, mm-hmm. and you know, God bless you. Actually, kiss my ass if you're a, if you're a an FBI agent. And you're just going along and thinking it's okay, it's not you. Well, you suck. You suck, and you mm-hmm. are absolutely betraying your country. Every single day you go to work, you are betraying your nation because your mm-hmm. bosses yeah. are taking the liberty. They're sucking it right out of this country. They destroyed mm-hmm. a presidency. Think about that. Think yeah, of Donald J. Trump supported by 100 million Americans. You believe that 72 million if you want to. But there's 300 million there's 300 million people in America and you're telling me that at least half don't support him? I would die I would no, not no. not agree with that. I would think that I'm going to go with 100 million but it's probably higher. Because it's very well easy, because just think of all those votes that got shredded. That's another few votes that we didn't know about. Well, just look at the at the value. Look at what he's given to the people, the oh, yeah. citizens of this country. How can you be he's against given that? Us a lot. It was great. I mean, we almost had dishwashers that worked. We almost did. We were almost. As a matter of fact, they started making them I down know. at that plant they that he was at. A lot of stuff here. They started, ma- but the dishwashers. I don't know. All sorts of stuff. I don't know if you have a dishwasher. And if you yes. ever if you ever had a dishwasher in the past, but dishwashers yes. are right up there with toilets. They don't work because they don't no, use enough water. No, one minute it's a piece of crap. It works, but it's still a piece of crap. Well, I mean, it might well, operate. It might operate. That's what I mean. It operates. But, in a but put a couple plates in there with some spaghetti sauce on them that have been there overnight. Forget it ain't going to happen. And the, 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 the wash cycle is going to last four and a half hours, and they're going to come out not clean. But back when I was a kid... The wash cycle lasted about an hour, if that. And those son of a yeah. guns were sanitized. Oh, yeah. And that's because of the oh, regulations yeah. that he killed. And that's just uh, right. me, me going off. But, you know, the, the FBI, okay. we, we got to get a we got to get a handle on this. And, and you know, it, it's nothing else is going to work until we get in charge of the cops, man. That, that, that's all I got to say. The guys in the government well, that have you. guns are the same as the Gestapo. They're the exact mm-hmm, same. I mean, you know, they're letting Whitey Bulger take out all the Italians, uh, you oh, know, yeah. but but they're not uh, doing anything to him. And, and he had to go to a federal penitentiary 
until uh, he got right. his. I read a he got bit about justice. him. Yeah, he did. You know, but uh, anyway. So what else is happening? Oh well, let's see. Uh, I, you were talking about Holder. I can remember listening to Still uh, City Resistance, and yes, we thought that. I did too. I thought Holder would be locked up, but no, that turkey ass is still walking around free, and so are all the rest of his cronies. And and I'll tell you, you know, when you look at what he did during his life. I mean, back in the 60s, this was a black re- Marxist revolutionary, a Marxist oh, black revolutionary with the Afro and a black leather coat. And he was oh, an, armed, an armed insurrectionist at Columbia University who took over the Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps headquarters in an armed status. And he becomes the Democrat attorney general. I mean, what really needs to happen. This isn't computed in my books, but I see that it happened. No, it happened. It definitely happened. I know. And, and, you know, the Democrat Party. Here's this guy that's a protester, and he ends up becoming attorney general. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. But I know we did. And uh, finally, this is kind of a funny thing. You were talking about Washington and something about cheerleaders. Was that Washington State or is that Washington on the East Coast? That's a professional. That's, that's the that's the Washington football team, D.C. Okay, gotcha. Okay, never mind. I was thinking of our Huskies out here on the college. Okay, I'm. Well, those will be canceled. That's, that's too. That that those will be canceled soon too. So just keep your you know eyes and ears open. Oh, I know. You know, it's so weird. I could barely. Oh, I could barely watch any kind of an Oregon Duck football game. I think I watched maybe a little bit of one or two of them, but it was so bizarre because you're watching and there's nobody there and they've got those damn cutouts in the stands. And I'm like, what in the hell? I mean, it was hard. I used Marlene, to are they starting to, to normal. are they starting to ease up in your neighborhood? You know how, like I was saying, the people in my neighborhood, I, I talk to people and I, and I mean, it seems like there were so many people out there walking around today because it got warm. Uh, I have oh, a feeling. Nice here too. I have a feeling there's going to be some normalization when the, when the weather warms up. How's it look? I out hope there? so because no, it is not opened up out here. Um, we're still pretty much locked down. I I do see most of the signs you go by the restaurants and it's we're open for takeout or they have little um, little uh, what are those things are Cur- the curbside or- curbside thing or. Not really curbside, but it's those little sheltering things that, that oh, they have outside, at college yeah, football they, games. Oh, okay, the like like tail like tail like tailgating and whatnot. Yes, like those like uh, corporate tailgate parties. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, they have. Those see, the thing is, it's like yeah. I, it's like I was talking with the masks. It's not. I don't have anything against somebody wearing a mask, but I we, don't wear in me. I hate them, but the thing is, out here, if you don't wear them, at least inside, to go to the grocery store. Uh, or if I have to go into a bank or something, it's you know basically if I do not wear one, I will not get. I will no, not no, get I understand that. I, I understand yeah, that, I but I, I'm not talking about. But that. I don't wear them. I only That's, wear them if I have to. Yeah, because I mean, I'm talking about people driving down the street in the car by themselves wearing a mask. That's well, the people I'm talking about. Um, I've seen some of those, and I've also seen some people in our neighborhood. Walking outside. Now, here's one. I should, I should have a picture for this and put it in the chat one these days. We have a jogging path that's about a mile, maybe about a mile from where I am, maybe a little less. 
Yeah. You would not believe this. They have this sign on one end of the uh, of the jogging trail, and says so you have to wear a mask. I'm oh like, no, we have them. Crazy. Oh, we have them too. Man. We have crazy. signs up. Four one two mask up. Well, we have one. We, I see. I, I have. I've seen signs that say "Walk at your own risk." Oh my god! I mean, aren't you taking the risk oh, walking no, anyhow? Horrible, All right. Well, we're I don't gonna keep on. Go on that trail, but I want someone to let you know that was just. It was. I see that, and I just laugh. And I think you stupid idiot. Yeah, but you know what? We can't laugh because they're. They're the longer that they do that, the longer that you're going to have to wear a mask. That's all I'm saying. I know. Right? Everybody knows, everybody knows, and I don't care how old you are, and I don't care how vulnerable you think you are to this fake stuff, but what about last year? If you have to wear this mask this year, what happened to the other 75 years? You know, did something miraculous come? Did something new? Is China really that good that they created something that one-third of what usually dies from the flu dies from this, and we're going to change our whole lifestyle? I'm not. The sick part is, I think they did, but the problem is, is that people are, people seem to think that this whole thing is, they don't realize, as Ward has said so many times, and I do agree with him, that this is a dazzling cold. It's not anything other than a bad cold virus. It's a virus and just like anything else. insane. Next, yeah. And this one, it, it, true to life, the vaccine doesn't mean anything. Of course not, and I am not getting one either. Hell to the no way. Hey, Marlene. Uh, final comments. Final comment. Um, I uh, put something in the chat. I don't want to make a huge deal out of it, but um, some people knew that my father wasn't doing very well. He has finally passed on as oh, of sorry uh, to hear last that. night. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. It's a hard one, I know. I know. Thanks much. I don't want to make a big deal, but I wanted to let people that are kind of my unofficial family, we just let them know and I'm doing okay. I'm not, you know, bowling like a, a two-year-old, but... Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Just be uh, make sure that when you think about it that you uh, remember, you know, how blessed you are to have him for so many years. I mean, yeah, a, lot I of, a, lot of us, for, a lot of us lost our dads real young. I, mean, I wasn't even... I think I was 21, maybe. I wasn't even home. Yeah. yeah I knew yeah. you lost your parents, one of your parents, somewhat younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, dad was... Um, Good. I'm sorry. He was... Uh, that's okay. He was uh, 88. Wow, okay. He lived a good life. Yeah, he I, did. I guess he did. I mean, a long one anyway. All right, thanks, no, Marlene. I think he did. Always You're appreciate welcome. it. All right, so Thank before I go, Bye. we're going to go back to the phones in just a second. But first, uh, I felt this was pertinent. This is uh, Sammy Gravano. You might have heard of him. I don't know. You immediately go to the worst case scenario, right? And the worst case scenario is if you commit a crime and the government's going to have some kind of a punishment for you and the punishment is going to prison, the prison doesn't scare you. So you got life penalty, which is death penalty. Hey, if you do this, we'll kill you. Let's take that part aside. You got imprisonment. What punishment could there be for you to not even think about committing that crime because you don't want to face the punishment? Is there any punishment that would have prevented Sammy DeBull from committing the crime? No. So it's not the punishment that you're seeing. And I wouldn't have got, if I would have killed the guy on the phone, I wouldn't have got two years. Or I got life. Life. And right. I understood that. But what I'm asking you is, is there any kind of punishment to change to say, for the rest of your life, you can't do X, Y, Z, or we're going to do this. Where does it hurt to hurt the criminal where the criminal says, that, that pain, I'm not willing to put up with? Well, why wouldn't I take the, uh, that's, good, that's a good point. 
It's a good point. I'll give you that. It's a good point. But take my point. How about these fucking people who just broke fucking laws against Trump and broke every law in the fucking book? They're not using the RICO law against them. They used it against us, the Italians, the black, the Hispanic. Why don't they? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Use it over here. If Comey, he's the head of the FBI, somebody in the Justice Department, and somebody in this CIA and somebody in this organization, they're all hooking up and they all broke the law. Let's assume that's happening and that's true. Why don't they use the RICO law on them? Ladies and gentlemen, the Attorney General of the United States, Sammy Gravano. That they can't win. They made the RICO. <laughs> so a the freaking shame, isn't it? is made for me and blacks and Hispanic. He's and the only one who knows what time it is. You want the people to look at us while you break the law. We're the crook. Worry about Sammy. Yeah, I robbed 100,000 while you guys are robbing millions. Listen, I understand the government better than anybody. You know why? Because they're all different families to me. The Democratic Party is the Gambino family. The Republican Party is the Genovese family. The fucking moderates is the Colombo family. The fucking meteor is this family. Hollywood is this family. I think we're going to catch hell for language, man. Everybody's I got forgot a about the language. Everything. Look at the whole fucking picture. It's all greed. It's all about money. The whole country. So if you look, everybody's doing what I did. Everybody. Not everybody. There's legitimate people who are caught in the mix of this. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about these congressmen and governors and people. They're caught all the time, left and right. What do they get? A kick in the ass? A Nothing. On the slap Nothing. On the wrist? Why is all these other people They get paid. Law? Right. It's got to be so good and Eric so Holden. bad. I told you in the beginning, you want to stop? A lot of crimes, give opportunities. We robbed as a mob. You guys are robbing. You're robbing too much. We took a sliver of the pot <laughs> so other people could eat. Human beings could eat. Wet my beak. You're taking everything. A, a fucking middle-class person can't eat. They can't go to a movie sometime. They can't spend nothing because they're broke. They're broke because of reasons. Your reasons. If you want to hit me with 3,000 years, okay? But let me sit Here's next Here's the good to part. The good part. Whoever. James Comey. Hey, bro. Eric Holder. How many years did you get? 40. Oh, that's cool. I got 25. Or I got 50. Or I got life. Where is his seat? Where is he in prison? In what cell? I could tell you all the black and Hispanic and every fucking body else like me, they're in prison. Now, I'm not saying if you break the law, there's no consequence. Make an equal, fair system. The whole country. To me, I look at the country. I don't even know what planet I'm on. I got out of- so, Sal, I mean, this is a shame when Sammy the Bull Gravano is talking more sense than Senator Ron Johnson. I mean, did I miss something? He has nailed it. Well, he, in a nutshell, they're legalized. Yeah. They're legalized. It's a legalized mob. You look at everything that they fought against since Robert Kennedy and J. Edgar Hoover 
and the government now does it. They got payday loans. They got casinos. They got everything. That I, I'm waiting, and I said this the other day, I'm waiting, when are the federal government prostitutes going to be out there? And then I'm reminded of Kamala Harris. I shouldn't have done that, but I had to because it just happened. Well, it, it's a fact of how she got to where she sure. says that, that that's not, you know, and that's truth. So, that, you know, that's truth. It is. And now let's welcome, it looks like Ken from King George. Ken, what's up? <laughs> you guys crack me up, man. This, you know, you, we put it away that only, only we can put it, man. I mean, I, I got to keep you guys on the show. You, you, you got when when you said you, you know thanks for firing up this mic. Well, it's it, your show keeps me from from like flipping out. Okay, well, thank you very man. I can't tell you how 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 that hits me, man. Thank you very much, Ken. I I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, I want well, a place that, that that I can count and. and you know, Even your wife listens. How about that? Even your wife. How many? How many families does that happen in? Mine, <laughs> not mine, man. My, I don't think she's ever watched. But listen to my show. I mean, she used well, to with Berg's okay. Eye View, but she doesn't like this politics. It's too serious. For oh, her. she knows when it comes on. She doesn't listen all the time. She she right, does some right. work stuff right now. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a place to come vent a little bit with with some people that. That understand where we're coming from, you know, and and, and we do it at work too, because uh, you know us contractors we're the only ones actually coming to work. All this, there's a handful of government people that that, that show up, but you know <laughs> that's a damn I mean, shame, man. Wow, it is, man. I, that, that just and it's true. I know it's true. I know it's true, man. I do. I do know it's true. Somethings, you know, oh. with with college degrees. Do they have that entitlement thing where they think that the government should pay them every time it rains? No, they think that if they come to work, they're going to fucking die. (laughs) It's horrible. You know, I'll I'll tell you, you, I had this thing. One of the things that really bothered me was, uh, you know, you get, uh, I was responsible for equipment maintenance in the Army Reserve, and I had six different shops which were about maybe 15 to 20 guys worked in every shop. And then I had a big shop that 80 guys worked at, which is equipment concentration site where Army Reserve units actually stored the majority of their equipment. And we worked on it and whatever. But, you know, these small shops, they get out there. And if you didn't have a dynamic supervisor that was on the, on the game, you know, a team player and wanted to run a straight shop and, you know, not rip the government off and whatever. Uh, if you didn't have that, these guys would try to close down the shop with one inch of snow on the ground. You know, they called me up, hey, chief, man, I mean, you know, it's snowing down here. You know what I used to tell them, Ken? I used to tell them, go to the closest McDonald's. And if you can tell me that they're closed, then you can close your shop. Because well, those I mean, guys are making ten bucks an hour, you guys are making thirty. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know? well, that's why they use what is it, the the Waffle House. Same thing. The Waffle House index when they're doing hurricanes. You know, if the right. Waffle House closes down, you know, you know the shit's getting bad. You're damn skippy, <laughs> and you know what? And they're there, and they're they're now 
there were some times when the people didn't get our, our shops plowed out, and that was a different situation. But they should have been able to. I mean, McDonald's is doing it on their budget. Well, I, I mean, I know that, oh, this, this probably happened 10, 12, 10, 12, 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, we've had some sort of snow slash, you know, we're right at the cusp of, you know, you either get freezing rain, snow, you know, you get a ton of snow, ice, all that crap, right? Or insurrections. Well, <laughs> or insurrections. <laughs> hey, you know, I can be on Independence Boulevard now with no traffic, mm-hmm. um, which is great now because nobody's going to work. So, um, but no, I was walking through the parking lot, or actually I had to walk. It was snowing its ass off. The parking lot hadn't been cleared. And I was walking across the parking lot over to the warehouse to get spare parts. They didn't have what I needed. I was walking back into the building, slipped, busted my ass. Oh, right? man, you're out 45 <laughs> days. There you go. Convalescent leave. Oh. They got a. Oh no! no. I mean, it, it, yeah, my my hip was hurting. It, but Dude, we, when you get your age, man, you get you break your hip. You could. When's the viewing? You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. I was, this was ten years ago. I, oh. I wasn't. Near Damn, you ago. lasted pretty so long. I got back up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, God. I was just goofing around. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, yeah, I'd hate to fall now, but oh um, man, you lose your hip. That's your ass, man. You might just just break your plate. You ain't coming home. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, it, they've got a contract to clear all these parking lots. Well, you know, we got this, oh, it's a money thing, blah, 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 blah. Well, because, you know, I was like, okay, I'm fine. But I told my supervisor, hey, I fell, you know, kind of whacked my head a little bit on the pavement, you know, but I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, no, no. You have to go home. And when you come back on Monday morning, you will have a helmet on. But, no, no, no. <laughs> they were, okay, you need to go to the doctor. I'm fine. You know, yeah. My, I worry. My they're scared. I mean, there, there's so many people, Ken, and you know, you, you've been around them. They, they not, work in the same they, building that you work in that would take the government for everything they could if they had that opportunity. You know that. Oh, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, go yeah, out in the parking but, lot and look at how many people have disabled veteran license plates. It's sickening. Well, well, it's obscene. Well the, well, the thing was, because I, I got, quote, unquote, injured at work, and they forced me to go see a doctor, which I, I didn't want to go do in the first place, but they were like, you got to go see a doctor. All right, cool. Well, it fell under a workman's comp claim. I, I'll tell you what, the next time it freaking snowed, they had every public work some of it out there cleaning every fucking parking right. lot. Yeah. You know. Well, see, now the, the, like, the, whole, the whole federal government, they're so jacked up. You know, now, okay, you're on a, you're on a base, right? You're on Norfolk or whatever? Yeah. Uh, what? The Dahlgren. Whatever that one is. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. <laughs> so... What else is there? When I first got stationed here before GPS, it took me a week and a half to find an actual map that had Dahlgren on it. I had no yeah. idea where the I hell I've never even heard of it. 
I never even heard. But my point is, is that when you get off of the main bases, you got people. Ah, eh, nobody wants to hear about that. Anyway, their their credit card situation is tough. They're not allowed to put a contract out that's recurring. It has to be one time only. So you get these these plow jobs that don't work out right. But I want to play a clip here. I'm running out of time, kind of. Uh, not really, but kind of. Because I want to get your reaction to this and then one more story after this. And then we'll get to you, Sean. We're coming up uh, real soon. But I want you to listen to a guy from Judicial Watch. And the, the background on this <clears throat> is the shooting in Florida that Cruz did at the high school down there. And how much information uh, the Gestapo, I mean the Federal Bureau of Investigation, had on this Cruz guy before he murdered all these kids uh, and what he thinks ought to happen going forward. Failure on behalf of the FBI. They missed, absolutely missed, that tip that they were given about the killer in Florida. They had the opportunity about to the prevent buzz. the massacre that happened and they failed to do their job. So what does it mean for the FBI? And should Christopher Ray continue to lead it? Joining me right now, Chris Farrell, Director of Investigations and Research for Digital Watch. Chris, I guess, you know, I look at this and I say, okay, uh, our FBI has, has failed on, on many levels, whether it be the Clinton email situation, whether it be getting duped by the Russians with that phony dossier and then it, it caused them to be issuing FISA warrants on the opponent's campaign, whether it be just constantly wanting to take down our current president, but yet they missed the most important thing that they're supposed to do, and that's protect our citizens. They didn't even bother to follow up on a tip. So knowing all of this, knowing how politicized this organization has become, and the reality that they're not even doing the job that they are there to do, do some people need to go? Do we need a reorganization? What are your thoughts, Chris? Uh, people do need to go. You can start with the director, Ray. Uh, frankly, I would go back uh, 200 years to the U.S. Marshal Service. I would create a new division for investigations, and in about six to eight months, I would shut the FBI down, and agents uh, would be allowed to apply for or laterally transfer to a new investigative arm of the U.S. Marshal Service, and the FBI wow. would cease to exist. Wow. Least that's my, that's oh, my wow. idea. Okay, so you're not even just calling for Christopher Ray to, to move on. You are Look, calling a, for the organization a, for the system. I mean, this is controversial, what you're saying. You don't want to see the FBI in existence at all in its current form. Well, this, it, there's a systemic institutional problem. We can walk it Boom. back to the Sarniev brothers, where they missed the leads, multiple leads on mm -hmm. them. You can go back to Whitey Bulger, for that matter. You can go back to existing corruption in El Paso, Texas. There's all sorts of problems. And at this point, you know, you've got a 200 and some odd year record of the U.S. Marshal Service performing honorable work. Uh, so let's create an investigative branch or division within the U.S. Marshal Service. Let the very fine agents at the rank and file level who are trying to do their jobs, let them apply for, be screened, and then admitted to this new investigative division. And then let's take what's left over of obviously a, a deeply flawed organization, certainly at the headquarters, and, uh, and shake it out. And let's, uh, let's start over. We don't want to lose good people, and we don't have to. We can simply put them in a new investigative arm of the U.S. Marshal Service 
an organization wow. that has served honorably for more than 200 years. You want to start over, for real. Um, look, I think the reality is, you know, I don't know if we'll get to that, Chris, but there should be some accountability. Well, and I don't you know, know is Chris Ferrer is the right guy right you. now. In fact, I, I'd say he isn't, given that he doesn't even admit that there is bias to begin with at the well, FBI. I, I agree with you, but here's the problem. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. There's got to be a radical, uh, very penetrating, severe examination, and it's got. You have to turn over some furniture here. We have to really reset the thinking. It's a, it's an institutional cultural question. It's the 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 the, uh, the entity itself mm -hmm. uh, has become poisoned. Yeah. All right. Chris Farrell, thank you very much. It's good to see you tonight. Coming up next. What do you think about that, Ken? Okay, so the same organization, the FBI, right? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have to fill out a form every 10 years. Now, I've had a security clearance since I was 18 years old, right? The same organization, the FBI, goes out, interviews my neighbors. They, you know, i got to put down references. I, I've got a guy that I've known since seventh grade in high school. We, we talk about once a, once a month or so. Um, and we send a lot of texts back and forth. He's a big Trump supporter, too. Uh, he doesn't like what's going on in North Carolina. But I usually put him down as a reference, right? Because I've known him three-quarters of my life, right? Okay. So what happens when this organization decides that, oh, wait, this guy can see, uh, oh, he's you know, Navy veteran. I'm sure they know who the hell I voted for. <laughs> you know, even though that it's supposed to be anonymous, uh, they know every damn thing about you. I mean, I wrote. They do, that, you know, and but part of what they're doing is they're checking off a box of a list that they have and what they have to do, and unfortunately, you have to do it. And it's it, sometimes though. It seems like going to your point, though, they know exactly who they're talking about. And when we're talking about th things that they know, it seems like they know a lot of things, but they don't want to actually execute on them or follow through with doing what they need to do well, when our country's in peril. And that's, 
you know, part of the problem is that they're wasting, you know, I think they're wasting time on, on people like you versus people like who were in Boston versus people who are really bad people that they should be getting to before crime actually happens. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, because, Oh, I'm, I'm a contractor. Okay. Big deal. All right, Ken, I got, we got, we got 20 minutes and I got a couple callers that are still on the line. So I got to wrap this up, brother. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, I I was sitting down with this investigator and I, when I first got here to Dahlgren, they, you know, single guy, they were like, Hey, you gotta find a place to live out in town. I ended up using a guy that I've, he used to live a half a mile down from my house. We played T-ball together. He was like, hey, if you need a place to crash, you can crash here. Boom. I put his address down as a point of emergency contact. And this investigator's like, well, what about this address over Maryland? And, you know, it's five years later, and I'm like, oh, man, I've never lived in Maryland. And I, you know, and it finally clicked. Oh, yeah, that's my buddy Ron. <laughs> you know, but they they will put the screws to you when it comes to this. Every ten years, you got to get you know renew your your uh, your clearance. And I'm like, you're worried about me. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the way it goes. But uh, so, keep your nose clean, man. You got to got to keep that. Uh, Keep that uh, livelihood going. But thanks for calling, Ken. Always appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words at the top of your call. Oh, you bet, bro. All right, Ken from King George, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to California because that's where we're going next. And, Sean, thank you so much for waiting. You held a long time, brother. Thanks. Hey, no problem, Hutch, and everybody else. Hey, so here's my question for you. Now, I don't know if you know about this. I'm pretty sure you do. And we probably already know that they were already put putting this forth anyways, H.R. 1, where they try to federalize our elections. Oh, bad what move. Sort of- not, not cool. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. That's where, no, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's unconstitutional, actually. It would have to require, I'm pretty sure it would require a constitutional amendment. I think the whole electoral, I know the whole electoral process is laid out uh, in the Constitution, and that's not a, Nowhere we want to go, man. I mean, all you got to do is look at what we've talked about about the FBI uh, just tonight right. and, and realize that the federal government is uh, a behemoth that needs to be tamed. It needs to be starved. Right. right. But they're trying to shove it down uh, to the Senate right now to get it to Schumer and then Biden is, you know, it's like, uh, oh, God, you know. Well, I, this, I this, pray H, to God. this H.R. 1 bill is so bad, even the American Civil Liberties Union has criticized it because it's unconstitutional. So it's likely dead on arrival. It's one of their wish list projects. With that said, though, you got... You have to stay active in this. You've got to open your mouth about it. Because let's not forget what the Supreme Court has done in the last two months alone. Right. They've shirked their duties. I mean, that's that's the body that determines whether we have a constitution or not. And a lot of and more in from HR one, it allows felons, all felons, regardless of their crime, to vote. 
after the release from right. prison. <laughs> right. It forces states to abandon any. It, it forces not. it forces states to abandon any form of voter identification law. You know, if you're a right. Democrat, if you're a Democrat, it's a just dream. stop going to church. Right. It's just stop because you are a scumbag. Yeah. HR one's a wish list. It's one of their well, wish I, list I, items. Well, I pray to God that you know. It, I'm not as really as optimistic as you. I'm going to try to keep it that way to where I am optimistic that it won't pass. But I don't know. Well, what you need to know. do I, is be an activist. I mean, at your age. Like if I'm if I'm not an optimist or if I am an optimist, uh, that's fine. But I'm sixty. You know what I mean. You're you're much right. younger. You have much more time to do on this planet and in this country than I do. You need to right. get up and be involved in this. You need to. And and I've I've talked to you over the years, Sean. You're you're no dummy. You know. Right. I think people like you are the future. You're either going <laughs> to. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. And right. I'm going to be and I a one that, congressman. I, I told him vote no on it. Maybe you should be the congressman. You know what Probably. I mean? I mean, this, this is something that it, it gets to that point where we have to decide, you know, and I'm not putting this on you. I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. You know, this is something where, uh, you know, we, we've got this new uh, guy that do you realize let me let me scroll to this. This story blew me away when I got it, uh, but it, it wasn't exactly. It was clickbait a little bit, uh, and I'm trying to find it in a. No, that's not it either. Uh, okay, I don't. I didn't even uh, cover it. That's all right. I know what it is. There is a bipartisan group of senators that are trying to strip the war powers from President Asterix Biden. And after I read it, when I when I first read the the headline, it was like, oh my god, this is crazy! Can you believe this? And then after I started reading it again, uh, the Hoft brothers at the Gateway Pundit put it out there and made it look like they were trying to strip everything from them, and all they were doing was stripping the war powers resolutions for Iraq and Afghanistan. I have no problem with that. I'd love to see. Liz Cheney go down in flames on that one. But, you, I mean, you've got things that are going on here that are just uh, out of control. I mean, a U.S. contractor died today when at least 10 right. rockets slammed into an air base, an air base that I've been on in al-Assad, uh, Iraq, in western Iraq on a Syrian border. Uh, and, and imagine that, a uh, uh, Biden... Uh, President Asterix uh, bombed Syria recently, and now we got ten rockets slamming into into Iraq. I mean, they want to keep these wars going, man. They are getting paid, baby. Believe that, and, and you know that part of the Biden family, the crime family, uh, right. Sal made made multi millions of dollars uh, in construction projects in Iraq. Uh, some, you know, during the Obama administration and Bush and, and everybody else. It's a sickening, sickening situation. So what else is happening in California? I don't know how much more of this I can take, but anyway. <laughs> so you guys said pizza today, and as soon as you said pizza... Do they have that in California? Yeah, I mean, in I California, it, it, it has like, 
It has kale on it, right? You right. should, Sean. And, and you, you should see this pizza. <laughs> you should see this pizza. It's greasy, it, baby. It, it, it looks good. It looks really good. It looks good. It looks good. I'm, I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting this house partake in it. Oh, he's awesome. And I, I'll tell you what he was talking about about these pepperonis. Now let me tell you, oh. these pepperonis are just imagine, imagine a thick cut pepperoni, like a quarter inch almost, but only oh. as big around. As a thimble, I mean, like, oh, and when they when they cook, they, they, they cur- curl, curl up. They curl up, and the grease lays oh, inside. I love it. And when it's hot, it's just like if it if it comes outside your lips, it goes down. Your this is almost pornographic. It goes down <laughs> into your goatee yeah. and makes your goatee glisten. I mean, you talk some pepperoni grease is some erotic shit. I it is. Care. It just is, man. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Pizza. You can't argue with it. Pizza you, with pepperoni is the best thing on the planet. You can't I mean, deny it. When you get a box of pizza and that grease isn't coming through the cardboard, don't even open it, man. Keep it. That's pizza that shit. Keep it. I don't want it. You know what I mean? I, well, I actually I don't want a piece of bread. Oh, that's, I, 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 I feel you. My, I'm I sorry to hear to that. Pizza Hut and I, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, there's no other places near me, and I can't drive in the oh. in the night. My night vision's poor. It's very oh, but, but, oh, so, uh, so I'm very relegated did, to day driving. Did I miss that, Sal? Did I? Did I? We have the license now. Did I miss that? Yeah, I think you did miss it. I must have. Yeah, I missed it too. We, we're a licensed vehicle operator on the 405 now, or in California, that, maybe yeah. Not for a uh, it, well, well, no, maybe maybe I, he's I driving. A, okay, good because maybe we thought you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing. But anyhow, which we would have well, supported. No, 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 no. I just I can't. <laughs> you know, I figured this out during my driving, and unfortunately, I can't see during the night too well. It, so you can't drive for shit. So get some glasses, man. You gotta no, get some, I, I have my it? glasses. They're up to date. They just I can't see. All right, during I, the I night, got, it's, that, it's that's, that bad. That's, all right, well that that's. Uh, don't drive then at night. I mean, yeah, no, I don't. I I drive during the morning. I I take advantage right. of that, and it's like, yay! Uh, all right, John. Final 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 comments. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's here's something to cheer you all up. Uh, for those of you who are in the cold right now in snow, there's a mm-hmm. man who recently got a little Christmas gift of a flamethrower, and he used to clear his driveway. Nice. I put the video links. In the chat room, check it out. The one thing I didn't like about it was this guy was wearing a freaking nightgown, drinking (laughs) a beer, probably drunk off his ass. I don't know. My man. And he's using a flight. Other than the nightgown. I'm in with it other uh, than the nightgown. Other than than the nightgown. Put the flame and the nightgown together. I think you got something. See where I'm going? It'd be like shrink wrap. Yeah. (laughs) be like shrink wrap, man. All right, man. Oh, man. Sean, thanks for calling. We always appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right to you. Rico, you're next. Uh, Let's hold off. Well, no, we'll leave it open. But anyway, Sean, thanks. Thanks for calling, brother. Let's go real quick. Let's make sure everybody realizes what President Asterix Biden and everybody else in the Democrat Party and some of the Republican Party want to do to you. I brought up the subject of what's going to happen after we take over the government. Which they uh, have. You know, we, we become responsible then for administrating 
you know, 250 million people. And there was no answers. No one had given any thought to economics. How are you going to clothe and feed these people? The only thing that I could get was that they expected that the Cubans and the North Vietnamese and the Chinese and the Russians would all want to occupy different portions of the United States. They also believed that their immediate responsibility would be to protect against what they called the counter-revolution. And uh, they felt that this counter-revolution could best be guarded against by creating and establishing re-education centers in the Southwest. Here it comes. Uh, where we would take all the people who needed to be re-educated into the new way of thinking and teach them how things were going to be. I ask, well, what is going to happen to those people that we can't re-educate, that are die-hard cap capitalists? And the reply was that they'd have to be eliminated. And when I pursued this further, they estimated that they would have to eliminate 25 million people in these re-education centers. And when I say eliminate, I mean kill 25 million people. All right, we have our last caller for the night, and I think I know who well, it is. Well, I mean, hold on a minute, man, because we might have to might have to change this up a little bit because I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, well, should we do it right here and right now, or or, or should we preface it a little bit with something you know a little bit better? And I'm not, well, you know what? I am kind of sure. Uh, let's preface it and let's do it the right way. Rico. Suave. Rico. Suave. From Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Rico. What's going on, brother? Oh, you got jokes today, huh? <laughs> Trying to make me feel. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to Listen, make you was, laugh, uh, man. Make you laugh. Yeah, no, I, With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I love it when you play that because it because I know it makes everybody else laugh. I know it's kind of a joke. And I know it's no, funny. it's not a joke. It's just there was no other clip that said Rico. Oh, I don't mean it like that. I mean it's, it's fun for everybody to listen Good. to. Good. You know, Nobody's making fun of you. Hear it. Right. Nobody's hey, I was, making fun of you. I was listening or, excuse me, reading this headline about uh, there may be another attack from militia on. Oh, yeah. On, 
Washington, D.C. In March, and one right? Of the Mar- things, what, what was yeah, it, March 4th or 6th? Yeah. One of the things which, which that date, I was Which date about, is Rico, which date is it? Is it the 4th? Is it tomorrow or is I it? I don't. I don't remember. There's a date. There's a date that they've they've said. You know they they've said it. You know we're gonna. I think it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> all the all the white supremacists are going to come out of the woodwork. They are ta- they they are talking about tomorrow. Yeah, that it is. And this tomorrow. is the FBI, the the FBI Department of Homeland Security, all the rest of these worthless bastards that are pe- that are making thirty five forty dollars an hour. All of them. And giving us shit, giving us no accurate data whatsoever. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it this, no, this no, one's no, got no. me I mean, mad. This one's got me mad. It's an emotional one. But the thing is, is that they're saying this while they have, you know, a chain link fence and you know, <laughs> razor wire, uh, razor wire on top of it. Right. And they've got and they've got troops all the way around. And I'm thinking to myself. I ha- I'm thinking, I'm, and I'm really. What are you scared of? This. Right. Is this a ruse? Is this a fake story? Do all they, are they are they trying to create a a narrative to scare people? What do you think? Use it, I think that I think it is a ruse, so they can scare people later I mean, on. After everything, to, after everything yeah. that we've reported after how inaccurate all of their analyses are, after every terrorist attack, and these bumbling bastards have never put one person in jail until Sarnov, but they let everybody else get away with it. Now, the connection to Marth Worth coincides with the date linked to the conspiracy theories about it being the true inauguration day. Oh, Presidents were sworn in on that day until the 20th oh, Amendment God. to the Constitution shifted the Only the left thinks this way. To January 20, 1933. And I am quoting from a left-leaning source on this. So that's... Rico, you could be, you, you could be partially right, but maybe this is just another story to paint the, you know, the white supremacist in a... After, in a, in a, in a that's light, what they're know, doing? Of course, that's after I heard the yeah after I heard the left leaning, you know, chief of well, I don't know what the director of the FBI the other day, and then right? I hear this. Well, listen know, to this. Let, they, listen, listen. Got to be creating. A, they got to be creating a narrative so they can use it later on. Rico, let me ask you. Go after. Go Rico, after I, I know I'm. I know I'm getting into your time, but let, let me ask you this. No, you're good. Because you're I'm good. trying to. I'm trying to uh, to probe different areas of the listening well, of the listening audience um how is your neighborhood i don't even know if you live in a neighborhood i think you might live in a bunker underground <laughs> uh, under a mountain but i tell people i, I live in the, in the storm shelter under a barn but that's not but true. in your neighborhood for real i mean are people yearning to get out there and you know mix We're it up with each down. other we have never been shut down good like, like that's California. good that's good to hear that's good there because uh, a bomb some explosion. Of, some of it was shutting down some uh, some churches and stuff like that from time to time, but it has not been, you know, a lockdown solid and we're going to kick your ass kind of thing. It's right. Well, listen to listen yet. to how people have reacted. Uh, other European people, uh, and, and this is from the Netherlands. Uh, a bomb explosion rocked a coronavirus testing center in the Netherlands earlier today, weeks after anti-lockdown riots uh, 
left the country reeling. Police said a homemade device was deliberately placed in what appeared to be a targeted attack just before 7 a.m. local time. Now, a lot of the people in leftist cities in the United States uh, haven't seen 7 a.m. for 20 years. You know, they're still asleep till 11 or 12 because they're parasitic in nature. But uh, normal people, these are people that said, you know, screw you, government. We've had enough of this shit. And I think when you see that happening in the Netherlands, the Democrats in this country, uh, the Nazis, have a, a real reason to be afraid. If that makes any sense. I mean, these are people. Well, I don't. I don't know about this country doing things like that. I, I, I can see uh, protests and things like that going on. I can see those leading leading up to things that happen in Seattle. But what's going on in these other countries? Don't well, look, look, the other countries are completely different. But yeah, but let's you know? look at our country and let, let's look at a state. Let's look at the slave states. Let's look at the five swing states that stole the election for Biden. And are all continuously locked down. I think, Sal, I think our governor today, what did he do? He upped it to 15% of businesses can open now. Some ridiculously small number. And, and, you know, you look at that, and it sounds trivial as you talk about it. But then when you look at the overall results, and you realize that Pennsylvania, a very big state, one in five businesses have failed because of what Governor Tom Wolf and communist mayors and county controllers have imposed on their prisoners. I mean, their citizens. <laughs> you know, you look at that, and this son of a bitch is still alive. One in five, one in five American citizens' businesses have been taken from them from the, from the communist Democrats, and that to me, is the story of this whole thing. America has fallen, and I pray to God we can get back up, but I'm not, I'm not saying that we can't. Not when we have become such pussies that we allow a little guy like Tom Wolf to do this to all of our millions and millions of citizens. It, it, it makes me cry, man. Well, we also got examples like Florida and now uh, Abbott from Texas. I know. Well, yeah, I'm not business, from there. Yeah, the businesses are rejoicing yeah. in Texas, you know, despite you want to hear in the in the media and it being irresponsible. And you heard what the federal government feels about them. They're Neanderthals. That's what the president, Asterix, called them. There are restaurants in Texas celebrating yeah. not only the reopening of their businesses, but they're also able to, guess what, employ people. Yes. And guess what? That's less yeah. people receiving. Take people un- off of welfare. Un- off of welfare, off of unemployment. Yeah. Off of any assistance, showing up at food drives, food banks. We've we've all seen that. But Rico, yes. Rico, yeah, Rico, don't worry. Don't worry, Rico. We're all right. Because Kentucky, thank goodness we're Kentucky, Sal. Mitch McConnell says he will throw his support behind Trump-hating rhino Lisa Murkowski in her re-election bid. He really <laughs> hates his voters down in Kentucky, doesn't he? He sure does. I mean, Rico, man, if there's anything you can tons, do against tons this of people, guy. Tons of people in this state 
hate Mitch McConnell, and I do mean hate. hate can we get rid of him? Just though? like they hate the left. What's I, I know we talked to you about the machinations. Yeah, there's no there's no mechanism to recall a senator at the at the federal level. Right. Well, we're going to have to deal with it uh, in what? What do we got? Four years or five? Five, six. I guess. Six. Six. Well, it was six. No, five, it was six. five and change. Ah, man. Well, they ought to take yeah. him out of his leadership position. No, uh, he's he's the kind of guy that needs to be taken behind the woodshed. You know, let Biden take care of him. No, no way he's too weak. All right. Well, hey, Rico. You know what, man? We're we're at the end of the rope here. We're at the end. So that. so uh, bring up. Something really good for your final comments, brother. I am going to order a pizza, buddy. All right, all right. Pepperoni. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever have uh, uh, anchovies? I've never had anchovies. Have I'm you? Afraid of them. Yeah, I've had. You've them. had them. Yeah, I've had them. Are they good? Yeah, I've never had them. They're not. They're 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 not. Uh, I like fishy. They're, they're not. They're not what you and th- will anticipate. So I should try it. You should definitely try it. All Tell right. me what you think, because right. I'm thinking of one word. What? Salty. Okay, I like salty. <laughs> Rico, you? You going to try? It? I've never had. I, I've never tried them. I'm actually intimidated by them. I'm actually afraid. <laughs> of them. No, you should not be intimidated. <laughs> the only at all. the only way you should be intimidated by them is if you ever worked in the peach shop. Notice how that wasn't three <laughs> yeah. syllables; peach. it was two. <laughs> yeah, peach shop. Not the pizza shop. It was the peach shop. When I worked in the peach shop, man, I'll tell you what. If you opened the can of anchovies, it was oily. And you stuck your finger in there and you laid them out. But then you put that can with some foil over it back in the in the refrigerator. The next time you got them nasty bastards out, it was white grease all over all of them. There was no more oil. You had to it grab them. It, oh, it congealed all it together. It had congealed. Yeah. Yes, it had. And uh, you could smell it. And I'm going to try it, though. I am. I am going to try it. Uh, in a major blow to the new administration, Joe Biden's toxic pick for op- uh, Office of Management and Budget, basically running all federal employees, Neera Tandin, an Indian woman, a woman of Indian descent. Mike Lee would like her. Uh, she probably likes a lot of uh, curry. Kamala would too. Kamala likes a lot of stuff. I don't yeah. know. but <laughs> She's withdrawn <laughs> her nomination. So that was a toxic thing. Uh, Rico, thanks for calling, brother. We're out of here, man. We got to go. Yep. It's getting late. I mean, thank you for calling. Always appreciate that uh, because without the callers... We wouldn't have callers, and that's about <laughs> the extent of that. Uh, we love our callers, though. Don't 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 get me wrong. Uh, Sal, that's it, man. What do you got? What do I? What got? do you got to bring here? You brought the pizza. I brought. The what pizza. else you got? I had a story. Brought the story. Pizza. You brought the story too. I just want to thank all our callers, patrons, listeners. Really love you all. And where can you catch me? I'm not too sure. I'm to be here next Wednesday. But I'll probably be at camp next Wednesday. Yeah, You're probably right about that. There's a possibility I'm not be here next Wednesday, but whenever I talk to you again, I hope it's really soon. Good night and God bless. You know, and I I love you know Sal sounds good in his studio, but this is the studio, and he just sounds like it's unbelievable. Go to rsbn.bandcamp.com. Catch out Jacob Seals. 
He's in the background. I keep waiting for them to call me as they stop using that. But they haven't. They haven't. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show. This is the Wednesday show, Friday, coming up uh, with Jack. will be normal, I think. Uh, after that, there's going to be some weirdness. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I am determined to get the camp, the, the cabin, back up and running again. Camp Vienna. So I don't know what's going to happen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week, but we'll figure it out. I know one thing. There's going to be a studio in Allegheny Forest, Allegheny National Forest, next week, by the end of next week. So thank you very much, and thanks for tuning in on our Wednesday show. You guys impressed me uh, in the chat room. Tennessee Bell. I, well, I shouldn't start naming people. You all are awesome. And thank you so much. Please share the show. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not really into social media yet. I will get back into it. But I'm going to get an ATV, and I'm getting ready to go start shooting trap again at my gun club. A lot of stuff going on. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Thanks for letting us into your life for two hours and seven minutes. God bless. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.